Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Welcome in to another Curd and Long podcast, episode number eight. Already 80 these in the books, man. Time is flying. See Sparky Fiverr here, 1250 AM. The fan, Ryan Horvath over there. Bet MGM tonight, weeknight. Tim and Trista Crick do a great job keeping you up to date on all the games, where you should be putting your money, not putting your money, and then the emotional reactions as their money is going down the toilet or they're making money is also a lot of fun to watch. Uh, if you ever have the opportunity to check those guys out, I would make sure to do just that. Okay, so we've we were mad on Monday, Ryan, about the losing to the freaking hapless Detroit Lions. Five straight losses now. So let's now get into kind of what's next for this Packers offense. I, I know everybody wants to talk about the defense, but let's just kind of focus on the offense for today. First question, how much faith do you have in Aaron Rodgers and the Packers offense uh, in getting any better uh, going forward here? Uh, looking at what we've seen here the last four or five weeks and kind of the inconsistencies of what they're trying to do, Ryan Horvath. You go back, you watch the film, you watch the All-22, right, and you feel a little bit better about the scheme. Rodgers is missing a lot of throws. There's a lot that's there. There's a lot in the middle. He missed Tunyon a couple times. You know, he missed Lazard a couple times. He's holding on to the ball a little bit too long. This reminds me a lot of the 2018 season, and that's fitting because obviously Mike McCarthy's coming to Lambeau Field this weekend, but that's what this season reminds me of because you can see Aaron Rodgers doesn't have any trust in any of these wide receivers. But now, man, it's time for these excuses to go away, right? And I read a report today. I read it out of Bleacher Report, but I think Jeremy Fowler had it from ESPN, and it was – I don't know if I believe it or not, but, you know, there's some some guys in the locker room that are a little bit fed up about the chemistry issues and Rodgers throwing these guys under the bus because of his absence from OTAs, which is something that you brought up and that we've talked about here, you know, him putting in the work with these young wide receivers. But – there's guys that are open, man. He's went, He's kind of – it's crazy because you watch the film and you see a lot of the 2018 stuff, right, where it's like the old mechanics, and that's not really what's bothering me, but the throws are there to be made, and he's holding on to the ball too long. He's playing like he still has Devontae Adams. He doesn't have faith in any of these guys. So I don't know if it turns around. And it's sad, but you're hoping that Randall Cobb could get healthy and that he's going to be available here in the next couple weeks because it's the only guy that he has trust with other than Alan Lazard. So I don't have any faith right now in Aaron Rodgers. There were some really bad throws on the field. That was the worst game he's played probably since 2018. Definitely since 2018. Um, I guess the only hope that we have is Aaron Jones. It's looking hopeful that he's going to be able to play. If he's able to play through that injury, you know, maybe they finally realize, hey, this guy's a top five, top 10 back in the league. Let's get him 20 to 25 touches. Uh, let's stop this A.J. Dillon experiment. I have no faith right now, to be honest. Sad, but I have no faith. You know, the, the thing that irritates me is, you know, he goes on McAfee's show on Tuesday yeah. and talks about how, you know, hi, hey, I'm reigning MVP and da-da-da-da-da, whatever, and y'all can watch the film and tell me what you think is going to happen, but it's all crap because you don't know what we're supposed to be doing on those plays and so forth. So he goes after the guys on social media that are doing this, which means – 
he sees you. He's yeah. watching. Uh, he may say he doesn't bother you, but it doesn't bother him. Clearly, he's paying attention to all of this nonsense. Uh, and obviously, it's irritating him at this point, being second guess on what he's supposed to be doing out there on the football field. Then there was a one play. I forgot which offensive lineman it was, but they were down at the goal line uh, in that game, and he must have opted out of a run to a throw or something. And the offensive lineman blew the defender off the line of scrimmage on the left side, blew the offensive lineman or the defensive lineman off the line of scrimmage, turned around, saw they didn't run the football and just threw his fist in disgust and anger about that whole thing. Josh, uh, TJ Lang posted it. That's what it was. TJ Lang put the video on Twitter and said, clearly uh, an unhappy offensive lineman or something like that. And then somebody tweeted, Hey, I remember back in the day when Josh Sitton used to be on the Wendy's big show saying that they all wanted to run the ball more. Uh, but when you got 12, you know, you just go the way of what 12 wants to do. And that's, that's kind of how the whole thing goes. And they're right. Sitting would, would get frustrated by not running the football more in situations and not giving them an opportunity to do their jobs. But then when you're at the two, to not give them an opportunity there either and to say, I want to be the hero. I want to throw the football. That that stuff just – I'm sorry, man. Whether you love Rodgers or not, at some point you have to realize that they need to run the football down in that area, especially to try and get it in at this point when you don't trust the wide receivers. No, and I mean, you don't have the personnel you had back then. It's okay to throw the football 35, 40 times when you have Jordy Nelson, when you have a young Randall Cobb and James Jones and Greg Jennings, but look at the personnel, man. These guys are young, and the talent's there, but they're young, and that's what drives me nuts when you go back is that was a very winnable game. They should have been up 21, 24, 3, 24-7 in that game. They couldn't capitalize in the red zone, and again, it's the basics, man, and you could say – that's the worst ball I've ever seen Aaron Rodgers throw. You know, and you could say, hey, the play call was there for David Bakhtiari. But again, we talked about this already, but you go back and you watch the film and it drives you even more crazy that he literally, they called the play or he called the play, somebody called the play for David Bakhtiari, who once again couldn't complete four quarters of football. He's a tackle coming off a torn ACL two years ago. He's still not completing four quarters of a football game and they're throwing him passes in the back of the end zone when they have Aaron Jones, when they have A.J. Dillon. And it's insanity. You know, it's such a disaster and you want to be sad, you want to be angry as a fan, but it's comical. They've become, you watch that game, they've become the Detroit Lions. They've become like those bad cowboy teams before Dak got there when they were trying to figure out life after Romo and life after Troy Aikman. I mean, it's comedy, man. They're one of those bad football teams. The bad interceptions, it's all right there in front of them. Run the football. And you could say you go back, there were some instances, and this is what drives me nuts really quick about the offense, They'll bring in – it's the play calling, man. It's so predictable. You see when they're going to run the football with A.J. Dillon, and then he goes two yards, three yards. So then you have an aging 38-year-old Aaron Rodgers with wide receivers that he doesn't trust in these known passing downs, these third and seven, third and eight situations with a shaky offensive line who, who you know, they've gotten better, but they're all beat up. He's constantly under pressure on these known passing downs. That's the problem. The play calling is way too predictable. They're no longer using motion. This has become the Aaron Rodgers 2018, I'm going rogue offense, not Matt LaFleur's offense, and it drives you insane. Aaron Jones should have 12, 13 touches going into the half. Not at the end of the game. We don't look at that box score and say, 10 touches for Aaron Jones is a better every week. I bet over 14 and a half rushing attempts. That's where that number set. That number should be set 
close to where Derrick Henry's number yes. is set right now, 21-22. This is no longer the Aaron Rodgers 2016-17 offense. This is an aging quarterback. He needs to and he needs to look in the mirror and look at those throws. Maybe he thinks he still has it all. He doesn't. Even a couple of years, man, the MVP years, the numbers were great. Look at some of those deep balls to MVS. He was off. He could never connect with MVS. The deep ball He's a different quarterback. I still think he's the top. I still think he's one of the best. I think he could be if he played within the offense. Now the problem is all the injuries on the offensive side of the ball. But, uh, yeah, I have no faith, and it's just so frustrating because this should be a 2-3 loss team at worst, man. This shouldn't. This is not a 3-6 and six football team, despite what you think about the talent. It's just not. Not when you have a Hall of Fame quarterback. Not when you have a running back like Aaron Jones, who they neglect. So, again, you hear Matt LaFleur uh, talk about that Christian Watson, uh, they thought, you know, had a concussion, got hit in the head, never got hit in the head, got hit in the shoulder, chest area, whatever, told him that, didn't matter. Then after the game was done, they go back and they look at film, oh, yeah, I guess we should have let him go back out there. So he sat the rest of that game, should have played, should have been on the field, and they screwed that one up, completely screwed that one up and should have been out there. Now, if Watson is healthy, Go back to what Rodgers and LaFleur said a couple of weeks ago, that he was going to be the key to what they were going to do in offense. They were going to run the ball, double tight end. He was going to take the top off top off the offense. That's what that should look like this week against Dallas. I understand Dallas has a great front seven, and you're going to have problems. I'm here to tell you right now, if you think you're going to drop back 40 times and protect Aaron Rodgers 40 times from getting killed – you got another thing coming. Like, you better come into this game with ideas of how to get creative of running the football. For instance, and just take this for example, Mercedes Lewis got hit on a play where Rodgers rolled right, threw a ball. I don't think it was an easy catch. Mercedes Lewis snagged the ball, right? So I'm like, okay, here you go. Secret weapon. We're going to throw the ball six or seven times to Mercedes Lewis. Nope. That was it. That... That's what I don't get. Like, you have Mercedes Lewis. I don't care how old he is. He can still catch the ball. You have Mercedes Lewis, who, like Randall Cobb, can figure out areas in his zone to sit and wait for a pass to be thrown and be the vet. You have Tunyon. You have DeGuara, who should be able to stretch the field at some point. You have three tight ends that should be good enough at this point to play a double tight end set and play both running backs back there like you did and you have done in periods this year. And to just flat out abandon all of that and go, well, the Lions' rush defense was too good. They had too many guys up there. And, you know, the Lions' rush defense, really good. You know, look at their numbers. Look at their numbers. They're horrible. Pass rush. Are they worse against the pass in the rush? Absolutely. But the bail against running the football against the Lions, you miles not even attempt to run the football against anybody the rest of the year if you're scared of the Lions' rush defense and who's up in the box and who's not up in the box. Let me take it a step farther. I am not an advanced stats guy in mostly any sport, okay? I'm just not. But the other day, I was screwing around with the stats next gen or whatever for the NFL. They have a stat, eight men in the box, right? Yeah. And the percentage of time each running back faces eight men in a box when they get the ball, right? Guys like Derrick Henry, whatever, they're, they're up there. Of guys that qualified for this, Aaron Rodgers was the least 4% of the time only to CC that many guys in the front eight or whatever the, the stat was on that one. 4%. Yeah. And, and we're, we can't run the ball because of the Lions? I mean, seriously. that That's that's what bothers me is 
you were, and I said it on Monday, you had a predetermined idea that you were going to throw the ball no matter what and get yourself back on track. Then when you started throwing interceptions, you refused to bail to go back to what we knew worked the previous week and was going to be stubborn about it. And we were going to continue to throw the ball. And if we lost that way, well, so what? We're going to lose that way, but I'm going to, I'm going to get my pass attempts in. That's the stuff that bothers me. That's the stuff that irritates me. And what further irritates me is, is that LaFleur has no chance of controlling this dude. He's got none. He's got no chance of controlling him whatsoever at this point. He's completely lost control. And again, we all knew when this started that this was a possibility that this where this could go. And Rodgers, oh, me and Matt LaFleur's relationship has never been better. Well, of course, you're doing what you want to do again. We're right back to where we were at the end of the McCarthy era. It's no different. No, I mean, you said everything that I really needed to say. I mean, especially like, okay, so you go to those games, man. And I don't want to hear – I'm so sick of hearing Christian Watson went down after the first series, the offense falls apart. Figure it out. You know who's figured it out? Brian Dable and the New York football giants. Are you telling me, no matter what, again, what you think about this roster, Aaron Rodgers or Daniel Jones? I know Saquon's great, but you have Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. The wide receiver room – it's terrible for New York. It's not great in Green Bay. True. But you have some veterans. You know, I, I know Sammy Watkins is a shell of himself and can't stand the field. But you have Alan Lazard. You have Robert Tunyon. That's better than the Giants' tight ends right there. So Daniel Jones is playing within Brian Dable's offense. And that's why the Giants right now are a playoff team. Aaron Rodgers has went rogue. He's doing the Mike McCarthy thing, man, where he's, he's not listening, right? I agree, man. Hey, you're getting hit. Throw from heavier, throw from two tight end sets. Throw, you know what, you know what I mean? Like, you, why do we have, why do you have three tight ends on this team if you're not going to use multiple tight end sets? What's the point of having Mercedes Lewis, Robert Tunyon, and Josiah DeGuara on this roster? Then it's just, it's insanity at this point, and it's because he wants to do things his way. And if you look at these teams that they're playing, the Jets, like the Jets, don't even necessarily have to blitz. The Giants don't have to blitz. You know, Wink will blitz at a high rate, but they don't have to because they create natural pressure. That's the thing. And Rodgers is facing these known passing downs again. It goes back to these are winnable games. The Jets, the Giants, Washington. If you just run the football, if you use heavy, heavier personnel, the two tight ends, it's just these losses. I hate to say it, man. They're on Aaron Rodgers, and you almost have to wonder, is this a playoff team? And I can't believe I'm the one saying this because I don't think Jordan loves any good. Breaking news. I don't think Jordan loves any good. You've but been saying Rodgers, that for a while. If Rodgers isn't going to play within the offense, is this a better football team with Jordan Love? Because what he'll do – He'll take those throws that are given. He'll check down. Correct. You know, he'll hit Tunyon right here for an eight-yard gain. Like Rodgers used to do when Rodgers went in after Brett, we're going to run the playbook. We're not running what Brett told you to run in the huddle. We're going to run the playbook, what it's supposed to be, what McCarthy wants. That's what we're running. Cool. And then later, he became Brett, and we run what what Rodgers wants in the huddle, whatever he draws up. And here's the thing. Have Aaron Rodgers – throw you know a little screen pass a little dump off to Aaron Jones on first down rather than running the ball up the middle running a draw for AJ Dillon for right. 2 yards and then running Aaron Jones or AJ Dillon for another 3 because then you're facing you know third and 6 third and 7 with Rodgers get creative with the play calling but i feel like every game i'm watching the same game where 
everything's so predictable. Then they bring in Aaron Jones on second and six. You know they're going to run the ball with Aaron Jones, and he's only gaining two yards, and then they're, ah, screw it. Rodgers is going to go. He's going to do it his way, and he becomes the gunslinger with absolutely no weapons on the outside. I got so a question. Insanity. It drives me nuts, man. I, I, I yeah. hear you. I, I, so before we move to the next topic, which is about Aaron Jones, I had a conversation uh, with a buddy of mine today. Yeah. We're talking about Rodgers. And, and the concept that Jacob Morley brought up a while ago about maybe the last, you know, two, three games, Rodgers, hey, thumbs bad. Dude, I'm shutting it down. We suck. Yeah. We'll go sit on a beach. Yeah. And my question is this. Do you think he will agree to do something like that? Or do you think if they're 3-10, and 10, I still want to play? 3-12, and 12, still want to play. Like, do you think – He's going to be like that, where they're losing game after game after game after game. Having won a game, you know, they lose whatever it is, six straight, whatever it is, seven straight, eight straight, nine straight. Do you think he's going to want to continue to go out there and get the pounding? Or do you think it'll be like, you're offering me an out and you're going to let the kid play? And I know I'm starting quarterback next year. I got $60 million, $59 million coming to me. So it's not like he's taking my job next year, but you're offering me a way out to not take a beating and not have to go through this losing anymore. And then the kid plays. Do you think he would take that offer? Or do you think he's going to be stubborn and make damn sure Jordan Love doesn't get any starts and play it out no matter how bad he gets? I think he is going to go out swinging. He's going to do the Favre thing, man. The year we threw 55 interceptions, it seemed like, that 4-12 and season. No, I mean, we've seen this before, though. Again, this seems very 2018-ish, and that's what we've seen that's what we saw in 2018, I should say. Uh, remember, it was the final scene where him and Randall Cobb, they were, hunging on, they were hugging on the sideline, and Cobb was crying, Rodgers was crying. Yep. And then in that game against the Lions, what happened? He got freaking concussed. In a meaningless game, he's concussed in the first half, knocked out of the game, in a meaningless game. So, no. And that's why I don't care what anybody says. I love this guy. He loves being the quarterback. No, I know he's, he's – He's went off the deep end a little bit, right? But he loves being the starting quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. Like when Leroy gets in the Hall of Fame, he could tell you he's reading off career numbers and telling you everything about Leroy. Like you see that when you saw that with Bart. Like he he does he loves being the quarterback of the Packers and he loves playing the game of football and he's a competitor. You see that when him and Tom Brady are on the golf course. So he's going to go out swinging, man. And it's I don't get, know. It's probably going to get ugly. He's not taking it out. I promise you. I he's, don't know, man. Say what you want about that guy, about him, Sparky. He's not soft. He played an entire season with a broken leg. Dude, if they get to played with a torn ACL, he's insane. And and like Brady, what does I hate to say this? What is he going home to? Like right. What is, no, I understand that, but I'm just saying, like three and twelve, and you've lost. What would that be? Six more games. So yeah, around eleven game losing streak with two games to go, and you're telling me this dude's gonna be like, oh yeah, no, 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 no. I, I, I'm good. I'll go out there and take my butt kick two more times. I, I, I don't like for the love of God. Like I, I would be. I think I'd be legitimately surprised if he finished out and didn't take the out if it was given to him to get the hell out of there at that point. Because losing, when you're a, a competitor at that level, losing eats at you a million times more than the average person, right? It, it, it's at you way more because when you're the quarterback on top of it or you're the best basketball player or whatever, it eats you alive from the inside. Because like you said, what's he going home to? So now 
You go home and all you think about is that and what went wrong and how are we going to get better and da-da-da-da-da. Now, I know he's got all this stuff that whatever he does at home to clear his mind, whatever that stuff is, fine. And hopefully for him it works. But if it doesn't and he's like the rest of us and that stuff eats you up from the inside and you just – that starts to fester and you get angrier and angrier because you can't figure out how to pull your team out of this hole and people are all over you. And then you go on McAfee every week and you got to talk about losing another one. Week in, week out, week in, week out. Dude, tell you, it's going to get old. He has not been on that show where they've been bad like this. It hasn't. And McAfee even said it on the show yesterday. He's like, hey, man, if you would have said, I'm not feeling it, man. I ain't coming on this week. I would have got it. And Roger's like, oh, no, I like coming on this show. It's all good. Okay, well, See, how many losses will that, it take? That just shows. like, cause, cause mm. he, What's worse, right? Showing up and getting the crap kicked out of you or quitting? But he wouldn't be quitting. Publicly, it would be his thumb is too bad. He can't play. But that would not be quitting. And everybody would be like, hey, man, he gutted it out all those weeks when he didn't have to play with that thumb. You saw this last week, man. He got clobbered, and you saw him holding his thumb. Ah, that hurt. You could yeah. see him. He, he's not faking. I'm not asking him to fake an injury. You know, I've, I've done that before, saying, hey, dude, somebody should act like you had a back spasm and get yourself yeah. out of there. But yeah. in this scenario, that's a real injury. He's got a real injury. He won't do it. They're, they're uh, going to have to – and I don't even know who's going to be able to shut that guy down either. Like, because LaFleur clearly doesn't have – no control. No, no. Rogers that's why Rodgers loves him. And that's the problem. Imagine – imagine – okay, so really quickly before we move on to the next subject. Imagine Mike Vrabel on third and two, right, wants Rodgers under center, right? He wants to run something from I formation even maybe. Maybe he wants Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon in the same backfield. Rodgers says, piss off, Mike Vrabel. We're going, you know, we got, we got uh, trips right. I got a single back, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put Aaron Jones in motion, even though I know I'm not throwing him the football. What do you think Mike Vrabel says to that? Nothing. Nobody yeah, right. is stepping to Aaron Rodgers. Mike Vrabel, Bill Belichick, nope. Mike Tomlin. Maybe Belichick because he's got rings. I don't Nobody know, man. Not every single throw Brady would make. I don't think Brady Mike Tomlin would a 44 passing 400 yards. He'd say, Tom, we can't. He'd say he wouldn't even. He'd say we can't win games with a piss poor quarterback like this and make a little. Yeah, comment. Belichick, but he's got rings again. That's different. Tomlin, he stepped a big bet about some kind of offense. No chance. Like, I don't believe that for a second. And Vrabel's never had run his damn offense. And Vrabel's never had a real quarterback. I mean, Tannehill's the closest thing he's had, and what he's middle of the road at best at this point in the postseason. That when you really get to see what he's all about. All right, let's move on. Topic number two, Kurt. And long again, don't forget you can download Kurt and Long on your Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, available all over the place. Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, we tape it each and every week. Sometimes we live stream. Uh, today we're not live streaming, but most uh, most of the time we do live stream, so you can catch us that way too uh, on Twitter at Sparky Radio. Normally I send it out. Ryan Horvath, you follow him on Twitter, he'll retweet it. You can follow along most of the time, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays at noon, unless one of us has something going on like I did today. Topic two, should Aaron Jones be in the top 10 for rushing attempts? If yes, why do you think he is? And let me just tell you who the rushing attempt leaders are. Yeah. Derrick Henry, 183 attempts. I bet you I could guess, yeah. Saquon Barkley, 163. Mixon, 151. Chubb, 149. Mind you, he's had a bye week. He's at eight games. Pierce at eight games, 148. Jacobs at eight games, uh, let's see, 138. All these guys have been at eight games except Mixon. Uh, Cook, eight games, 131. Sanders, eight games, 131. Stevenson for the Patriots, nine games, 129. Jamal Williams, Jamal freaking Williams, 
eight games, 126. He's top 10. He's 10th in the league in rushing attempts. Yeah. Fournette, nine games, 121. Etienne for the Jacksonville Jaguars, nine games, 120. Christian McCaffrey between San Francisco and Carolina, eight games, 111. Walker, the rookie in Seattle who just got that job, eight carries, 111 attempts. Mostert in Miami, nine carries, 110 attempts. I'm still going. Here's number 15. Ezekiel Elliott, who's been hurt, seven games, 109. Najee Harris, who may lose his job in Pittsburgh at some point here soon, eight games, 108 attempts. And there is Aaron Jones with 107 attempts in nine football games tied with David Montgomery. Or no, Jonathan Taylor, right? Yes, 107 in six games. Three less games. Same amount of carries. There is no reason, none, why Aaron Jones should be that far down the list on rushing attempts. I don't care if A.J. Dillon's in that backfield or not. That is ridiculous. You know what? My takeaway is, no, I completely agree. He should be in the top 10. My takeaway is, man, A.J. Dillon at 24, 98 touches for A.J. Dillon is way too many. I understood the first couple weeks of the season. Hell, my favorite bet this season was A.J. Dillon over five and a half rushing touchdowns. I thought that was a discount. This guy's not Derrick Henry. He's not Mike Allstott, unfortunately. And here's the problem. The offensive line, you know, not really getting much push this season. We've seen it. Aaron Jones... A lot of those yards coming after initial contact. That's what makes him so great, man. He's like a little ping pong ball. But he shouldn't be that way because he's the small guy that we are always, LaFleur is always saving him. I never know what the hell LaFleur is always saving him for, you know? (laughs) Aaron Jones, 10 touches in the NFC freaking title game. What are you saving him for, the Pro Bowl? Right. So I never understand that. Here's the problem. So A.J. Dillon is supposed to be your power back if you have an offensive line that's not getting much push. This is Najee Harris's problem, too. Like, the, the Steelers have the worst offensive line in football. Everybody expected this guy to just be bowling people over. He's not. And that's A.J. Dillon's not doing it either. And I still – I'm not saying he's he's never going to be a solid player. He's still young. Maybe you could figure out a different role. But Aaron Jones clearly – should be in the top 10. Because look at these teams, man. Derrick Henry, right? The Titans don't have a solid passing offense because they traded away A.J. Brown. They, I don't want to hear the Devontae stuff. A.J. Brown, look what he's doing for Philadelphia. He's having a better season than Devontae is in Las Vegas. The Titans right now are, what, the two-seed, three-seed in the AFC? And they don't even – Tannehill's no good. They don't even have him. They have Malik Cunningham who can't throw the forward pass. Malik They're Willis. Pass in the football. Number two, Saquon Barkley. You want to know why he's number two in rushing attempts? They don't have any wide receivers. Uh, Joe Mixon. The Bengals, they have the best wide receiver room in the National Football League, and he's still number three in rushing attempts. That's the thing. Aaron Jones is a top five, maybe top ten player in this league, not even a back because he's their best wide receiver as well. Can somebody let Matt LaFleur know that? I I agree a thousand percent. Now, this is the thing. You said somebody let Matt LaFleur know that. Mm. Mm. I don't know if I agree. Maybe somebody should let Rodgers know. I don't think this is all on LaFleur. I find it hard to believe that Matt LaFleur, who is all about the Shanahan-type offense, which you see in San Francisco, the Rams who have been horrible, but the Rams who have attempted to run it as well, this is uh, this offense is about running the football to set up the pass. That's kind of what this is. It's about the play action game, not needing a dynamic quarterback in order to make it work. Middle of the road quarterback, you should be able to score points within this offense, providing you can run block uh, and do your job and be creative on the schemes you're running on that side of the ball as far as running the ball goes. 
I find it hard to believe that Matt LaFleur is the one going, I don't really want to, I want to go shotgun. Let's shotgun spread them out with our wide receiver room. Let's just wing it all over the place and ignore our running game. I find it hard to believe this is Matt LaFleur. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Felon hit his head and changed, but I, 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 I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. I'm sorry. No, this, to me, this is on twelve. And, and the the ego thing that goes along with this, it's on, maybe it's time for you to suck it up and just say, "Hey, man, he, he he's the best player right now." Until I yeah. figure it out, or to my wide receivers and I figure out how to get on the same page, he's our best option, and we need to use him more. Like that's on you, Rogers, to figure that out and swallow your pride. Not easy. Right? Not easy for me to swallow my pride. Not easy for Ryan to swallow his pride. Not easy for a lot of you listening to this podcast to swallow your pride. Not easy. But it might be the best thing for this offense right now if he were to do that. And just go to the floor and be like, hey, man, I, 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 I'm not playing as well as I should. We're hurt. We're really hurt on offense. The wide receivers and I can't get on the same page. We need to be more about our, our running game and less about our passing game. And we need to do it the way you've always wanted to do it. And we got nothing to lose at this point because we're not going to win the way we're playing right now. I'll tell you that much. That That's the type of stuff Rodgers needs to do, I think, in order for Aaron Jones to get this thing going the right way. Completely agree. And if he's not going to be top 10 in rushing attempts, then he should probably be in target. He should probably be targeted three to four more times per game, figure out more creative ways. And I know we're going to talk about the offense, more creative ways to get him the football in space when he's at his best, because again, and I agree with, with what you're saying, because I'm a big Kyle Shanahan fan. I was a huge Mike Shanahan fan and look at the way that they're running their offense, man. Rogers, they're not running anything from under center. It's where you're wondering, okay, is this the thumb injury or is this, again, Rodgers going rogue? And that's why this offense is such a mess because the the floor offense is all based off one thing in the Shanahan offense, I should say, you know, one thing setting up the next thing. And that's why Rodgers is faced with, again, this goes back to third and seven, third and eight, because he's not taking what's given to him. And if you're not running the offense the correct way on early downs, no, nobody is going to hit 65%, 70% of their third downs. There's one quarterback in the league that does that, and that's Josh Allen. Everybody else's, you know, a 45% rate is what you're going to convert third downs at. Why should the Packers, especially with no Devontae Adams, be any different? Run the offense, or else Matt LaFleur shouldn't be the head coach of this team, you know, because you're not running the offense. So what the hell is this offense? It, yep. It's not an offense. It's a mess. And the offense is built right now around Aaron Jones. The only argument I would have – is so who's choo- who's choosing the personnel is Rogers telling Aaron Jones to stay on the sideline because there is a lot of AJ Dillon I thought we were going to see more you know more of those guys on the field together this season Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon I feel like that's never a thing maybe I'm maybe I'm losing my mind do you you've seen some of it when they, when they went to drive not not a ton not like I would like to see and yeah. I've been asking for Jones and Dillon to be together for three years three years I've been saying this on the big show and most of the time I was greeted with uh Hey, you can't be having hit Jones out there that much. You're going to get him hurt. Like you've got to pick your spots. You can't have them both out there. So maybe that's what's going on still that they're still trying to make sure Aaron Jones doesn't get hurt. So they're limiting how many snaps he gets because they think he's fragile and is going to get hurt because he's not big enough. Maybe that's what it is. And I'll tell you one thing, if I'm Aaron Jones, to hell with the team and all that stuff, it's time for I to have a say in all this. And I am going to go into Matt LaFleur's office and we're going to have a chat. Matt, I need to understand exactly what is going on. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm missing something here because I think I'm pretty good. 
And I've seen how good I can be when given the opportunity. And I don't feel like I'm getting as many opportunities as maybe we should, as I should have. And I think if I got more opportunities, I can give us a really good chance of winning. Can we try it for a game? Give me 25 touches in a game and let's see what I can do with it. You know, and if we don't do much with it, then, you know, that's fine. At least we'll give it a shot, but let me carry the ball 15 or 18 times. Let me get seven catches out of the backfield, something like that. And let's see what this looks like. And let's see what this offense looks like. Once we do that, Th- that's, but again, he's not going to do that. He's a team guy. He's never going to do that. That's what I was going to say. That was what I was going to say, he's man. Like we went to the game, we bump into his uncle, you know, and his uncle's got the Aaron Jones. Cause you know, his family, he's got the Aaron Jones uncle Jersey. Oh, yeah. I'm so pissed because they're losing to the commanders. And I say, Hey, <laughs> I will. I love, I, I love your nephew. We have got to get him the effing ball more. And he's just like all humbly like, oh, you know, like wouldn't say, but you could tell right. in that game they're losing to the commanders. And oh. that's just – that's Aaron Jones, man. He's a humble guy. And then the one time he did say, he didn't need two yards. I'm pretty sure me and A.J. Dillon could pick up two yards. It was like this huge deal then where he's calling out the – so he's probably like, you know what? I got my money. I'm healthy enough. I got that stuff game. going on. I got my he, business off the field. Whatever. Cool. That no. quote was kind of that quote was kind of garbage though, to be yeah. honest with you, because the reporter led him. And I don't remember who it was, but somebody pretty much asked him, "Hey man, you know, do you think you guys could have got that in there if they would have handed it off or something along right. those lines?" It's kind of set him up to say what he said. It wasn't like he was out there, you know, telling everybody what he thought. It wasn't asked the question. He kind of decided to go off by himself. That was kind of misrepresented a little bit, but you know, it got the it served the purpose for getting the message across to twelve. I think. All right, last topic. Do we know how good of an offensive play caller Matt LaFleur truly is at this point? We saw him in Tennessee, often stunk. Had Derrick Henry. Now he had Mariota, so that was really not fair. But, but, but So he had what he had in Tennessee. Okay. Then he comes to Green Bay. First year, Rodgers and LaFleur, I don't think anybody would disagree, kind of butting heads. He's trying to lay down the law. Rodgers is like, no, you're not. I'm the Hall of Famer. You're not. First head coaching job. You're not going to lay down nothing to me. I'm going to run some McCarthy plays here just to irritate you. Yada, yada, yada. Okay. Then we get through that offseason, and then things get better in the the second year, and now they kind of get on the same page. And then I love the, well, we've decided that we're going to do this together. Right. We're going to we're going to merge kind of what we both want to do. And we're going to do this together. It's not Matt's offense. It's not Aaron's offense. Combination of both of what we want to do. And that's how it's going to work. As soon as Matt LaFleur did that, it was over. It was all done. As soon as he agreed to 12, that's what he was going to do. You pretty much just told 12, it's your show. How do we want to play this? And now you're seeing it. And before it was fine because he had Devante, who said last podcast, said again, maybe he was the MVP. So he, he was able to make him look as good as he looked. Everybody always says, 12 makes everybody else look better. Well, who is he making look better right now? Tell me. What receiver on this team looks better because 12's the quarterback? Who no is that guy? I'll no wait. Nobody yeah. needs destroyed everybody's confidence. To the kids. Right. Uh, I mean, especially Dobbs, who now I know is unfortunately out. But, that man, like you could just see it, right? Just ridiculous. The yeah. whole thing is ridiculous. So, do we know how good of an offensive play caller Matt LaFleur truly is? I'll go first. Absolutely yeah. not. Have no idea what he actually what actually he will do, what this offense will actually look like. We won't know until Rodgers is gone. Plain and simple. So, all of you people out there, oh, fire LaFleur. He was overrated. Can LaFleur, blah, blah, blah. Man, this 
There's no way. Just like it wasn't on McCarthy when McCarthy was here going through that rigmarole with Rodgers. And now we're in the same damn spot again like we were before where he has powered his way through and gotten what he wants. This this, this is not on Matt LaFleur, y'all. I'm sorry. It's not. There's no way. If you want to yell at him, oh, you should fire Joe Barry and his special teams coordinator last year sucked. Fair. Okay. Fine. I'll listen to that. But as far as play calling, how many passes Rodgers is having versus how many runs, dude has lost all control of that whole thing because there's no accountability for 12 at all at this point. Yeah, man. Like, I don't know how good of a head coach Matt LaFleur is because you have to be able to, I mean, again, you got to lay down the law, right? You can't, you can't let the quarterback, you can't let the uh, inmates run the asylum. But I mean, the offense, you go back to 2017, it's really hard because he's the OC for the Rams. And that year he's working with Sean McVay and we all know Sean McVay calls the plays. But that year, I believe they score 478 points. They were the number one scoring offense. They're 11 and five that year. Then he goes to Tennessee and yeah, they had the 27th ranked offense. Every Everybody always brings up that stat, but also that season, man, like they ran a lot of their stuff through Delaney Walker, who I know he was a tight end, but that was number one option in that offense. Um, Marcus Mariota was the quarterback and he had a nerve issue, I believe like the entire season. So he was playing at like 60%. The knock was he never wanted to use Derrick Henry, which is funny because now he never wants to use Aaron Jones. So it's like he neglects the star running back. See, I still like LaFleur's offense and you kind of watch, like you obviously know what he's trying to do, right? You watch, the Shanahan offense you look at the McVay offense but also you look at what Mike LaFleur's brothers doing in New York the Jets they have no business being as good as they are they're good because they have a good defense but look what they were doing on the offensive side of the ball before Brees Hall got hurt even this week they disguised they managed to disguise how terrible Zach Wilson is because he's not at this stage at least a very good quarterback so I still believe that Matt LaFleur is a solid play caller but this is just not his yeah. offense Again, man we're seeing no motion Rodgers never goes under center you know, this is this clearly is this, this is, is Michael Mike McCarthy offense. Yeah. This is the Green Bay Press Gazette uh, today. Personnel executive for a team that employs a form of the growingly popular scheme that LaFleur, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay first designed when they were together in Washington, perfected in Atlanta, Los Angeles, San Francisco, agreed that it is now what LaFleur bought to Green Bay. Quote, again, Green Bay Press Gazette, their offense is more stagnant with way less shifts and motions, the executive said. Quote, the formations are much more spread out. Green Bay's offense is shotgun and RPL, that's run pass option, based whereas others are under center and have more true play actions, end quote. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. You can love Aaron as much as you want to love Aaron, whatever. I'm not saying you can't love 12, but this yet again is the same old, same old going on now in Green Bay as we had before. And he's back next year. And cross your fingers he does some extra work with these wide receivers in the offseason and they figure each other out and get on the same page before training camp i don't have much faith that's actually going to occur but let's hope it does and as i said earlier in the podcast i don't know how he's going to be if they don't win a game in the next month like i just don't know how he's going to get himself through this i mean we've seen the packers go winless for a month when rogers got hurt and they were bringing in every quarterback unbeknownst to man trying to win a football game in green bay that's when ted thompson was first exposed as hey hey, maybe this isn't as talented of a rogers we had maybe rogers was covering all this all this all this up at this point that's when ted kind of got first exposed about what this roster really looked like and now you look at it and now maybe Rodgers is being exposed for, hey, look, you don't give him that guy. Now look at kind of what he is. And that's a problem. That, that's, that's a problem going forward.
That's the problem, man. I love Rodgers, but at 38 years old, like I almost would rather see him in a better situation and in the Packers. The Packers, like, is a fan of Rodgers and a fan of the Packers. If it's just going to continue to be a mess, I would rather see them both happy them both succeed. Like, for example, you trade Rodgers to San Francisco, a roster that's clearly built to win right now. He gets that last Super Bowl. Not that I'd be rooting for San Francisco. I'd be rooting for Green Bay. But you get what I'm saying, right? Like, he gets the ride off into the sunset. You can never use the one ring thing against him. He has a monster year like Peyton did, like Brett did in Minnesota, you know, that first year. And then the Packers figure out, hey, man, we're going to rebuild. Hopefully we can do it on the fly. Maybe we see what we have in Jordan Love. If he stinks, we stink. We get a shot at drafting the next quarterback. Maybe Gutekinds gets another shot at drafting another quarterback, and then if he fails there, then I think you have to replace him. But I would almost rather have that than whatever is going to happen here the next month because this could get really ugly. Look at these upcoming games. Dallas, Philadelphia. What the hell are the Eagles going to do against this defense, man? I mean, A.J. Brown and those tight ends and the number two rushing attack in the league. And now the defense is only going to be worse because the one reason I wanted to tune into these football games on Sunday on the defensive side of the ball other than Jair was Rashawn Gary. He's done for the year, and it sucks because of the timeline of this injury. Now he's not, he's not going to be ready for the start of next season. Right. So now we're talking about next season potentially being a disaster. I wish I could – there's not one thing I'm – looking forward to this weekend you know I'm, I'm i'm hoping for a nice response for big mike you know these comments they almost make me kind of want to cry say what you want about mccarthy it wasn't a great ending that guy loved being the head coach of the green bay Packers. he loved living in green bay. Loves being the quarterback he loves green bay man he loved yeah. had a kid born here the whole deal i mean he loved being a part of the community like this yeah. that town fit mccarthy at the end of the day it fit his personality it fit his lifestyle you know, blue collar type stuff, you know, get your lunch pail and go to work. I mean, that that's who McCarthy truly is. I'm not sure Dallas does that necessarily. I don't think Dallas fits him, but no, uh, it's a job and he's getting paid a lot of money. So he'll take it obviously at this point. But again, my concern is we'll talk about more on Friday. These guys feel like they're playing one for the, for their coach. And on the other side in the Packer locker room, doesn't really feel like they're playing for anybody. And I, I didn't see the Fowler report or whatever that you're talking about as far as maybe some of these guys are getting fed up with 12. Yeah. But if that's starting to happen, that's only going to splinter and get worse the more they lose. Like, it's not going to get better. It's, yeah. Like, you're, it's not going to become better when they lose their next two games in a row or their next three games in a row. It's going to become more and more divided. And then you know what happens? Then you start having more guys reaching out to more writers – you know, undisclosed source, unnamed source says this, this, and this about 12 says this, this, and this about 12. And then the fans that love them, some Rogers, which I get you're I'm fine with loving you Rogers. You should, he's all fame quarterback. Then yeah. they're going to get mad because all oh, these writers are making up sources. They, yeah, they're making it up. There's cite your sources. Yeah. Otherwise you're a liar. Then I got to watch all that crap happen on social media and go after and attack all the, the media members because they think they're making crap up. Oh, my God, please. And for that reason alone, I want the Cowboys to lose this game to the Packers so we don't have to go through that. Because every time they lose another game, the worst this is going to get. Well, I'll save it as a tease, but I'm feeling a little optimistic, actually. All this again. All good God. No, no, no. This just because – and it's going to make me angry, though, because you know they're going to get up for this game. You know Rodgers is going to be up for this game against McCarthy. They'll be down as quickly as they get up by halftime. That that balloon it'll be flying all over Lambeau field by halftime. If LaFleur gets pants by McCarthy, then maybe we have to have this conversation again. It's this, not going to be LaFleur. It's going to be Rogers. 
Rodgers is going to get pants by, uh, by you McCarthy. Know what, man? Oh, man. You're telling me Dan Mike Quinn. Pars- Micah Parsons against that offensive line. You're telling me Dan Quinn isn't going to dial up defense to either confuse or abuse these young wide receivers. These yeah. young wide receivers can't get up buff- bump and run coverage. You don't think he's going to play up and try and knock the snot out of them at the line so these guys can't even get on the routes? Like, that's what's going. To- I'm telling you, that's how this is going to play. He's going to, there's no way they're going to move the ball. They're going to have to shoot up Aaron Jones with a whole lot of Toradol, get him out there <laughs> and tell him you are, you are touching the rock 35 times tonight, oh, man. God. You are, you are touching. This is a, this is like Walter Payton in 1986 type night right here. Yeah, we'll see. He yeah. is Ryan Horvath, bet MGM tonight. Steve Sparky Fiverr. Don't forget, download, download, subscribe, subscribe. Use that auto downloader feature they have, right? Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Google Podcasts. Curd and Long, tell your friends, tell your family members three times a week. We keep you entertained all week. And then if you miss anything on Saturday or Sunday, whatever the case may be, dial it up. You can listen to us on the weekend as well, leading up to the Packer game. Have a good one, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your day. Toodles. 